What's up guys? Hope you're doing great. It's a great day. It's Saturday morning and me and my friend Aaron are here recording a podcast. So he's a cool friend of mine and today's going to be a great day. We got a couple things we're going to talk about. Um, but first off, how you doing bud? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Doing really good. Thank you for good. thank you for coming on the podcast today. Um, you know, I everybody's time is valuable. You know, Saturday mornings are uh, family time and things like that. But also, um, you know, sometimes it could could be a good time if we're not if we're not mowing lawns to come out here early in the morning before maybe things in our family get really cranked up. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to do. That's what you know doing in my life. Um, and I think this is cool. Like I never, I haven't, you know, interviewed much people, you know, over, over the last few years of doing podcasts. So I, that's something that I d- definitely wanted to change this year. And, um, and it's been cool. Like over the last few months, um, I've done that. I know you've been on several, I know was the last one you're on was on Phil's yep. podcast. Yep. Um, Phil. think green, think green podcast. So y'all be sure to check that out. He shares his story on there. Um, and he shares, you know, he shared that same story on his podcast before and many others. Um, but so, so it's been pretty cool this year. Um, I've been on like six or eight different people's ones over the last couple months or weeks. Um, and so that's, that's been really neat. That's really neat. Uh, I, I think that's really cool. And, you know, even if it's, you know, not on mine or if it's on someone else's or something, I, I think it's cool if we can try to, you know, talk and stay connected like this, you know, like in the community in general. So, Aaron, how you doing, buddy? Share with us your story about how you got into lawn care because it's a cool story, um, one that most people would not, you know, to come from a hospital background to lawn care. You know, like how does that work? How did that come about? So, well, um, in two thousand and fourteen, uh, I had been working at a hospital. Uh, actually, the hospital was located a block away from my house, so. I walked to work every day, which was really nice, but um, I worked at a hospital for about two years uh, leading up to, well, it, I started at the hospital in 2013. It's It kind of gets jumbled because I did my, when I was in school for phlebotomy, I actually did my training at the hospital. So I wasn't, empl- wasn't an employee at the hospital then, but that all just bleeds together. So I just mm-hmm. kind of make that as one. So, uh, cause right after my training, they offered me a job. And so it all went from there. So <clears throat> I was working at the hospital. Uh, I was, I, I was working in 2014. I was kind of on a schedule where I was only working 36 hours a week. And so I wanted something else to fill the time because working in hospital or retail, which I came from retail and went into the hospital, um, you work a lot of nights and weekends. And so I was getting lonely because, because I didn't have a lot of time with my family. Um, my wife and son, Marcus at that time, Levi wasn't born yet. Um, they, they had to do their own stuff. Levi was, or Marcus was in school. Renee was working full time. So I had most mornings off and I had to work in the afternoon. And so, and I would work till, um, nine 30 at night. Uh, this was, I had a couple shifts, so mm-hmm, we can mm-hmm. go through yeah. that if you want, but it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, 
And so I was just getting lonely and bored. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to try this lawn care thing. I did it when I was a kid. I mowed a cemetery when I was 13, 14 years old. So I I had been following uh, Geek to Freak, Greg Chisholm, and just like everybody back then. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and he had this flyer that he made up that he would uh, rubber band to people's doors or banisters or whatever outside their house. And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to take that form that he made and I'm just going to use that. So I printed up a whole bunch of these, walked around my neighborhood, didn't get one call from those. Oh, wow. I was frustrated, man. I was, I did the whole, you know, he had this whole color coded system that he would use and all that stuff. I even did that and no calls. So what I decided to do is back then Craigslist was huge. Like Craigslist was the place to post anything for sale. Facebook marketplace wasn't a thing. So I took this form and I just transposed it to Craigslist. And that's when my business took off. Um, I got my first year, I think I got 13 clients, which was plenty for me because I was working basically full time at the hospital and I was push mowing all the lawns. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It was, it was a, it was a load. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so that was 2014 to 2015. And then in 2015, I got my final position at the hospital before I left. And that was in the emergency department in the ER. And it was the bad shift. If you want to call it a bad shift, for me, it was a bad shift. Yeah, I got I had yeah. the I had the um, the 4.30 p.m. till 1 a.m. shift. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when all the crazy people come out. Right. Yes. And so, yes. um, and being an inner city hospital, we had a lot of crazy people. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was stressful. Um, it was a lot of stress and it, it just weighed on me so heavily, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it weighed on me ho- so heavily that I, before I would go into work for my shift, um, cause I was still running my business at this time, but before I would go into the hospital, the stress was so bad that I would start like an hour before work, I would start pacing the house oh, wow. and be like yeah. ha- getting ready to have a nervous breakdown or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the hospital was always short staffed. And so there was, there was times when I was working on the hospital floors, going room to room that I was the only phlebotomist, the only person drawing blood in the hospital floors. So we had five floors. We had 300 some beds. I was the only one going wow. around to draw the blood in the yeah. rooms. So it was one after another. It was, yeah. it was very stressful. And it got to the point where I had to go on medication. I had to do all this stuff <laughs> where it was bad. Yeah, like it yeah, was really yeah. bad. And I had built in 2015, I built the business up to where I had about 25 clients. And I talked to my wife and I said, you know, this just is not, I I can't handle this anymore. I, I just can't. It's, I I was being, I was angry at my kids for no reason. I was angry at my wife for no reason. It was just the stress. It was, you know, just always stressed out because I always felt this just stress, this looming stress, even if there wasn't, even if I wasn't in a stressful situation for me, 
it was just it the stress was just turned on the, the switch was turned on and it never went off so it was we talked about it i had made enough money um where we could live mm-hmm. off of the income that i was making it wasn't great but my wife knew that i had to make a change i couldn't i loved the work i did not like the stress and so and it just did not work with my body so in 2015 16 somewhere in there i left the hospital um and it was a good paying job it was a i wasn't in the union in michigan we have the right to work laws so you don't have to join the union uh so i wasn't in the union but i still had to be under the union rules mm-hmm. so typically you would consider that a good job you know you would consider a union job a good job but it was just horrible for me and so lawn care really was quite life-saving for me uh because it was it, it was just getting to the point i had had some i mean when you're working in a hospital you deal with and you're you're a phlebotomist a lot of people don't think about this but a phlebotomist is supposed to be if someone has a heart attack in the hospital phlebotomist is supposed to be like the number three person that's there in in the room drawing blood Mm -hmm. because they have to get that to the lab uh and so it was so when there was a code blue um in the hospital this loud horn would sound like it was like a like a foghorn or something and it would go off several times and they would say you know code blue code blue room 257 and so you would drop, you would literally drop whatever you were doing. If you were drawing another patient's blood down the, down the, just the hall, you would literally have to just completely stop, throw that blood out and oh, run wow. to the other room because it, I mean, it's serious, you know, it's, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. life, life threatening. Yes. And so a lot of people in the hospital, the phlebotomist talked about this a lot, that the phlebotomist is really the front line of the medical system. Um, if we don't get there and draw blood, doctors don't know how to treat. And so that just added another layer of stress on top. And so getting out of that and going into lawn care really was life-saving for me. It was a, it was kind of a different kind of stress. The stress level went way down in my life. Um, and I, in, what was it? 2017, I think I was able to get off the medication that I was on, which was nice. That's incredible. Um, I didn't have to take that anymore. And, um, so leaving the hospital, literally, I think really, I I haven't really thought about this before, but it really saved my life in a way. Lawn care really saved my life because I could not control my stress. I I couldn't, there was just I was mean to everyone. <laughs> I yeah, was just yeah, really yeah. crabby. Yeah. So, um, and I wouldn't, you know, I knew I was being mean and I didn't know why, but I couldn't control that feeling inside me. So, um, it would, it would have gotten to the point where I was just like, okay, I, I gotta, we gotta do something here. Like I'm going to have to leave my family or something because I don't want to put them through this. So, Long care literally saved my life. And that's kind of my story is, you know, that's how I got into lawn care. It wasn't a pretty picture when I got in, but now it's pretty, you know, it's good. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, lawn care, you know, it can be, um, I think, you know, all of us, I know 
I know me for one thing, like lawn care, you know, like it's not the same thing as working at a hospital. I mean, we're just mowing grass. It should be, should be a very, uh, peaceful thing, peaceful career. Um, as you know, it can get stressful, you know, when you have your whole route ahead of you and there's rain and there's things, you know, like it's, um, but, um, I think for me, that sometimes can be more of just a mental battle than anything. I mean, the, the yards will get done if we just take it one day at a time, one step at a time and just keep mowing the grass, pulling the weeds, you know, doing the, doing what we need to do. It'll get done. You know, if we just, <laughs> just, uh, be diligent each day. So that's more, you know, so I guess that mental part of it can be with, with any job because, um, any of, of any career that we have lawn care, like the job itself should be probably one of the most lowest stress type of, you know, job that there is. Um, but then, you know, me, I can, um, make it stressful for myself, but that's just a flaw in my mind, really. Like it should be, it really is, it really is a great thing. Like you're saying, it's not life or death. I mean, um, you know, yes, a yard may get overgrown or yes, you know, a customer complains about a weed or something. Um, or even if a customer gets mad or, or let's say worst case scenario, you lose a client, uh, you know, one of your many clients, let's say you lose one, which obviously none of us want that to happen. But if that happens in the real big picture thing, it's still not really a big deal at all, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, so that's something I think about too, as we coming to spring and things are going to wake up here in a few weeks, um, to not let my mind get too worked up about these things because it's coming. The weeds are coming, the, everything, the call, yep. you know, your phone's going to start blowing up at the same time and you're trying to, you know, in, in my yards and a lot of y'all's yards, we're going to have to do all this ground cover, coming, whether it's mulch or whatever it is. Um, so that also adds to the schedule, you know, in the spring things get crazy because the calls are like all the same time that all, everybody wants the new mulch and flowers and whatever they want. And then plus you're already also doing mowing, like in my case. Um, so you're kind of going through the whole route and trying to fit, you know, doing the pine straw mulch and stuff and you're getting calls and trying to return emails and, you know, yep. and all this stuff. Um, you know, like everyone's going to have this battle here in about like two or three weeks, you know, or, or right. you know, well, somewhere in the next month or so, you know, so yeah. And for me, this week actually was really stressful for me. Um, I talked about it on my Friday podcast, which was came out yesterday. Y'all go check it out. But um, uh, it was stressful because my wife was sick earlier in the week. And so I was taking care of the kids. Um, she was really sick. And so I was taking care of the kids, getting one to school. The other, Marcus is homeschooled. So he just stays at home, kind of takes care of himself. He's 14. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if he can't take care of himself, you know, that's a big issue. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Levi is eight. And so I had to take him to school, get his lunches ready and things like that. Uh, but this week is also the week where I go through my list, my client list, and I decide, you know, who I'm going to drop for the year. Oh, and that awesome. to me, and I just thought about this while you were talking, is letting someone down is like the most stressful thing to me. Yes. Me it's too like, as well. yeah, it's like, I, I would rather, I'd rather cut off my arm than let someone down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes. And it, it was so stressful and, uh, it worked out that I only had to drop one client this year, which was really nice. I thought yeah. I was going to have to drop, 
well, no, I dropped three. Sorry, I dropped three. Two commercials and a residential. Um, the commercials, I was okay with dropping, you know, although one of the commercial clients is my insurance agency. So that was, I was like, are they going to drop me? Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> but no, they're, they're good. Um, uh, but then I thought I was going to have to drop five other residentials because I'm, I had to cut out a day to do Ventrac work. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I was, man, it, I was, I was doing that pacing the floor thing again, <laughs> yeah. like I did at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I prayed about it. I, I was just like, I prayed about a lot about it actually. And just like, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right move? And, and so I sent out my renewals, my renewal letters, uh, on February 1st and that night. So the afternoon, the, the mail carrier had already come, but I had my, these cancellation letters and I put them in the mailbox after the mail carrier came. And that night at around eight o'clock, I got an email from a client who said, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to, to work with you this year. And I was like, Okay. I can handle being dropped. I yes, just can't yeah. handle dropping someone. Right, <laughs> so right. I was like, this could work. So I ran back out to the to the mailbox. I grabbed those letters and I started going through my list again. And I was like, oh, I could put this one here. I could put this one here, you know, yeah, since this yeah. one dropped off. And I only had to drop one residential client, which was really nice. So it all it all worked out, but I was super stressed this week. Um yeah, don't yeah. know where else I was going with that, but yeah. no, no, I, I, I'm, uh, I definitely, you know, feel, you know, exactly those because, uh, you know, I take care of very large properties and I dropped six of them this mm-hmm. year that, and some of these people I've worked for for ten plus years, and so, man, when I had let them know that and go to their house and they want me to, like come in the family room and sit down and talk about yep. this, you know, like I had, yep. I had to do all that like just like a few weeks ago, yep, but. But the cool thing is, like, the the book that I see over your shoulder right there that that's kind of what changed my mind. The pumpkin planets right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I I did that book like on audio book when I was planting some plants. Uh, maybe it was last summer, or I, I think no, it was like the summer before that. And mm-hmm. um, so now now you know, even though it's hard doing these things every year, I think I'm going to, I have done it for the last two seasons, but I think I'm going to make myself cut out a few things out of my route in order to make room for, for new things or better things that are more aligned with the customer and the type of thing that I want. That's what that book is basically all about. Yep. Um, and so even though, yes, it is very, it's very uncomfortable, but after doing it for two or three years, um, now like I'm, really seeing the rewards of doing it. So it's kind of, um, you know, like the pain of doing it becomes a little less when you start enjoying the rewards of doing it every year. And so now, um, so yes, it, it is stressful, but like even next year, I'm kind of look, I'm kind of, you know, think about the rest of my route, like, Hey, well, you know, who, what am right. I going to change next year? Cause I, like, I think I want to do it, you know, like at the end of the season, like I want to, uh, a small percentage of what I do. Like, I think I want to make myself cut out something, cut, cut a few things here there like i want i think i need to do that every single year um because i think yep. with i think with big companies um because 
there's crews and all that, and they're not able to be attentive to every single detail. I think that naturally happens a little bit easier. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas someone like me or you, um, it doesn't naturally happen as much. Number one, just because we don't have as many people on the list in general. And then number two, um, it's a little easier for us to get close to the people because they're talking to us, the owner. You know, if I just sent my crew out there and I never seen the person, it doesn't really hurt my feelings as much, you know, to, to let them go. But just like you were saying, it, it does, man, it's hard. Like, you know, these people that, you know, give my kids gifts at Christmas, you know, stuff for years, you know, and then have to tell them, hey, I'm, you know, in another month, I'm not going to do your yard anymore. And they're like, what? But, but at the same time, you know, this is, uh, as we grow older and stuff, we, we can't give our own family the short straw just so we don't hurt some lawn person's feelings out there. Right. We can't do right. that. Um, exactly. And so it, it makes it, so when I think about it properly, that this is something I have to do, you know, as a leader, as a father, husband in my business, when we, when we change our mind to, Hey, this is not something that's hard to do and I don't want to do it. I want to avoid it. If we change it, if I, in my mind, if I change it to where to be, to be a, a great leader of my family, this is like, I have to do this. So when I, when I change my mind to think, Hey, I have to do this. I have to change my route for my family's betterment. Um, it makes it a little easier because I'm just, I'm just doing my job that I have to do, you know? Yep. So, yeah. And that's, that's the position that I was in too. Um, last year running the vent track, I worked every Saturday yeah. uh, and just seeing the rewards of operating the vent track, doing driveway repairs. Uh, I had to cut, I mean, logically, I needed to cut out a day during the week to do that work so that I had Saturday at home if possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to cut a $35 lawn or a even a $60 lawn right. and, and take an hour to do that mm-hmm. when I can make $250 an hour running the Ventrack. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense. And so I knew logically I had, I had to do this and cut these people out. Um, if I didn't have another choice. Um, but it, it's still, it's super hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's super but, hard. But to do. once you do it, like you're not going to be upset yep. that you've done it. So it's just, right. You know, maybe yep. I have to have a couple of, uh, hard conversations or stuff just like I did and just like you've already done before, but I'm saying a few months from now, you, you will be grateful that you've done this. So if you just think I'm, I'm already grateful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just that initial stress of, of, you know, either sending the letter or making the phone call. Um, the commercial clients were not that difficult to drop. You know, I called them up because I've had a personal relationship there you know they're my insurance agency Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, my father-in-law used to work there that's how I got the job and so I called them up just out of respect you know and said hey I'm not going to be able to service your lawn next year and then I have the building next door to theirs and I called them and said you know same thing and that was okay that wasn't too bad it's the it was the the residential clients, like you said, who I had built a relationship with, because a lot of my clients I've had for six, seven, eight years, and it was just going to be really difficult to to send that letter. Um, just talking with my wife, she counseled me to just send the letter, um, and then they can call me if they want to. Yes, um, yeah. But you know, because I I do require my clients to to cancel in writing, mm-hmm. so. 
at the same time, I should require that of myself to cancel in writing. So they have, because I will recommend in my cancellation letter, I, I recommend another lawn care company that services in their area, a company I've already vetted, talked to the owner, you know, and said, hey, you know, I'm getting rid of these lawns. Are you able to take on more work? And then I will pass that company's information on to them and they mm-hmm. can choose to, to contact them or not. And so that's why I send a letter. So they have all that information in front of them, but then at the same time, they can call me if they want and say, you know, what you're dropping me. Are you yeah, crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've had one person, um, I dropped one person and, uh, this was years and years ago. And they said, how can you fire me? You can't fire me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is a mutual agreement, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they were just like, you what? You can't fire customers. And I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> I sure can. Yeah. And yeah. so that was one that I knew I it was good to get rid of for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe that was a, a, yeah. a for sure sign that you did the right thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's stressful to do it, but like you said, it, it does once you've done it and especially when you get into season and you don't have to go visit that property anymore. Yeah. It's nice. It's yeah. like, it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> like, okay, I, this is nice. So yeah, I, I get it. It's just, it really stinks. Yeah. Yeah, like even doing the route for me, it started January first, like the new route, and man, like cutting off those couple neighborhoods, and then like I get to the end of the week, and I like I still have way more gas in the tank of my truck, you know, from what I had, you know, from dragging the trailer out there and stuff. Man, yep. like that, I'm like, hey, this is pretty nice, like automatically making more money, you know, automatically, like because you know, filling up truck, you know, it gets it's expensive, and then. You know, mm-hmm. and not to mention just the actual wear and tear on your truck and trailer and tires and brakes, you know, and all these things, right? So yeah. just, just you know, obviously, it, and it also saves time, which time is like, as a solo operator, like our, our biggest battle, you know, because sun comes up, we're trying to talk on the phone and do the yards and everything, and the and the day starts shrinking really fast. Um, yep. So, so the time savings is huge, obviously. Uh, so that's probably the biggest thing, but just also just you know little the things i'm noticing like i said like just with the gas and the the, all this stuff um so yeah like it was hard to go sit in these people's living room and do all the stuff that i'd done over the last few but but like now like i'm past the date that i told them you know i stuck to my guns i didn't you know i did exactly what i told them was gonna do and i'm like hey this is great um and then the two separate areas actually um like uh lined up a new guy for them and actually um, uh, went and walked the properties with the guy. Um, you know, so I put, put a lot of effort to do that, like showed him like, you know, exactly how I do things, you know, what I do over here, what I do over here and this and that, um, couple of the, the properties that the client was there, was there and was able to meet with the guy. So I, like, I didn't do it on every single one, but, um, at least half of them, like I walked, walked it physically with the guy, um, which that was, that was cool. Cause like, he's a great guy. And I, so that's another thing that, um, was above and beyond really um, on my part. I mean, I'm really, you know, me and you are not really obligated to like completely, mm-hmm. completely fit in this new guy. But at the same time, I don't mind doing that, uh, you know, cause I'm still going to stick to the date I told them, but if they want me to talk on the phone with the guy or if they want me to, um, cause it's cool. Cause I'm also, you know, giving more work to one of my friends and I know they'd be in good hands and all right. these things. So it's kind of a win, win, 
win thing. Um, and I don't, you know, they've, they've paid me for, they've paid me for 10 years. I don't mind going out and spend some time and walking around with the guy, you know, like mm-hmm. even if one of these properties, even if I'm saying, even if it, um, let's say I, I even told them that let's say for some reason, even like, during the season next year, if something happened with the guy, they need another guy. If they, you know, wanted me to, you know, talk on the phone with the guy or meet with the guy, like I'm still willing to do that, you know, like I didn't, um, but I'm not going out there and mowing myself, you know, so you gotta, you know, yeah. you gotta stick to your gun somewhere, you know? Yep. Um, yep. cause that, that could be something you could run into. They could be like, well, you know, cause they could contact you. They know how to contact you. Right. <laughs> so they could be like, yeah. well, you know, um, coming in town and the other guy, you know, he can't do this. Can you like come and like mow it this time, you know, for this party? I know you're not like mowing there like all the time, you know, like people, they can ask you these things, oh, right? Yeah. Um, yep. And so, yeah, so I'm going to stick to my guns on that. You know, I, I can meet with someone or, or this or that, but like, I'm not dropping the gate out there myself, you know, so, right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta kind of know those things going into it yourself too, because, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I the only reason I lean up like this is I just try to check and make sure we're still recording and make sure like our levels are okay and stuff. I'm saying if you see me yeah. do that, that's what I'm doing because the pod track, the little screen, it doesn't stay lit up, um, which I guess is good, save some battery. But the uh, um, anyway, so I check on that. So, um, so man, this has been really cool talking about this, and I want to get you on more times, you know, um, in the future too. I mean, we're we can still go more, but what I want to talk to you about um, <laughs> is uh, so. You know, you had a, a Toro, not the grandstand, but the multi-force had a ton of hours on it. You're looking for another mower. All the mowers these days are insane amount of dollars to buy one, um, you know, costing as much as automobiles and stuff. And so you ventured into looking into other options. And a cool option that we have all seen at the Expo and stuff over years, um, guys online have them. Uh, they used to sell them on eBay for 3,800 bucks like a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what a awesome heavy duty, you know, space saving mower. You know, if you can tolerate a mower that's, you know, heavy weight like that, like it is, it is hands down the best deal in the whole industry. Um, yep. So tell your story about that. Bradley Mowers, kind of tell your story right. about it, how you got so, into it. Bradley Mowers, I actually looked into it, first of all, because you mentioned it. Um, just after the expo, you had posted some video, you know, where you're scrolling on eBay or something and you mm-hmm. show the Bradley mower <laughs> and <laughs> you talked a little bit about it, what you knew. And, and I, it piqued my interest, but this was like back in 2018 or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, it looked kind of cheap, you know, kind of chintzy, you know, they're selling it on eBay. Come on. Yeah. How good can yeah. it really be? <laughs> and, <clears throat> um, sorry, I'm, I've got this. My allergies are bad in the morning, so my no, voice cool. is going to get all gummed up and nasty. So if no, I cough, fine. I'm sorry. We like it. <clears throat> um, so uh, Bradley Mowers, I I heard about them 2018, and then I did some a little bit of research. Like I went to their website after mm-hmm, you talked mm-hmm. about it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, because at that time in two thousand, I bought my Toro in 2016. And it's served me really well. It cuts great. I mean, the mm-hmm, Toro, mm-hmm. you cannot beat a Toro Turbo Force deck cutting cutting uh, quality. You can't. I'm sorry. You'll, you'll never change my mind on yeah. it. <laughs> it, it, it. It's like the best cutting deck I've used. But 
there's trade-offs for everything. And so I got to 2020 or really in 2000, when was it? I was thinking about selling it in 2019 and it had maybe 1600 hours on it. So I had a lot of hours. And I was, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's getting up there. Maybe I should think about selling this thing. And so I bought a gravely, a pro stance. And I'm telling you what, I hated that pro stance. I, if I could have loaded that thing up with dynamite, I would have blown it up. It wow. was the worst cutting mower I've ever used in my life. It was really bad. And, you know, not I'm not trying to knock gravely. In the north, just from what I've heard from almost everyone I've talked to, the gravely decks just don't cut good in, in tall fescue grass when it's wet. It, they just don't. Um, the deck that I had, it was tearing the grass. It wouldn't cut it cleanly. Even with razor sharp, sharp blades, it would not cut the grass cleanly. It would always tear it and it looked awful. So I, I sold, I bought this gravely and I sold it to somebody here locally. And, and I don't know if they liked it or not, but it doesn't really matter. (laughs) And so I went back to using the Toro. I didn't sell the Toro. And so I used the Toro for another two, three years. And then, um, I was like, well, this is really getting up there in hours now. Like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like 2,500 hours on it and it's, you know, things are starting to break, you know, even though I'm, I'm gentle on my equipment, you know, being a solo operator still, it's, you know, it's getting up there. Things yeah, are starting yeah. to go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I started looking and in 2020, 2021, prices just went through the roof mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. on this stuff. And so I was like, what in the world? I cannot I cannot spend $14,000 on a new Toro Multiforce or yeah, even yeah. even $12,000 on a new new grandstand. I, mm-hmm. I can't justify that, you know. And so even though they're really good, I can't. I can't do that. So I looked at other brands and they were all basically in that basic price range. And I just, I couldn't get over it. And so, um, I, I, I'm subscribed to Randy Doolin cut and trims mm-hmm. yep. YouTube channel. Yeah, he's a cool guy. And he had a yeah. Bradley walk behind. And so I started messaging him and I'm like, Hey, how do you like that? Bradley? Well, what's going on with it? You know, is it okay? How, you know, how's the quality and he's like well it's pretty good you know it's not too bad and you know you can never really tell what somebody's thinking and so i was like huh so i started doing a whole bunch of research there's guys that do make videos on youtube about the bradley so i just started watching and and just tried to like i would like pause the video and like try to zoom in and see the cut quality and all this stuff yeah yeah (laughs) You know, and it it was hard making the decision for the Bradley mower because they, yes, they're at the expo, but you can't drive it right? because they only have an indoor booth, Mm -hmm. which I'm going to get to that in a second. So, um, they, it was really, it was like, uh, I don't know, but for the price point, you know, basically Mm -hmm, $6,000, I think I'm willing to take the risk. So, in in 2000 what was it 2022 23 somewhere in there 
I decided I'm going to pull the trigger on this thing. So I drove, I got pre-approved before I went. I drove to Illinois from Michigan. So a three, three and a half hour drive. Um, and I bought a Bradley mower from the Bradley dealer that's there. That's connected mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to, uh, Havner industries, which is actually the, the parent company of Bradley mowers. So you bought it like uh, from like where they actually build them almost. Almost. It's the, the factory and the dealership are not connected. Right. But they're, they, I mean, they're connected financially, yes, but they're not gotcha. connected in location. So I asked them if, you know, you do factory tours or anything like that. And they're like, no, we don't do any factory tours. So couldn't get a factory tour, but I went out there, I purchased a Bradley 52 inch stand on uh, mower. And at first I was like, you know, it felt good at first. Then I got it home. I'm like the, the stand, the platform that you stand on it, it had a couple of bumpers mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. you know, for spring and it made it go like this and it stayed like this. So my feet were always pointed down towards the ground. Uh, sorry, I'm, we're on video. You guys can't see yeah. that I'm doing this with my hand. So it's like downhill, <laughs> like your feet, he's yeah, pointing yeah. them like downhill. Yeah. Yep. And it was so uncomfortable because if you've ever been on a Toro grandstand, the platform's flat and I like that. So what I did is I actually just took two of those bumpers out and it just made the, it made the standing platform flat when I stood on it. So I fixed that problem. The other problem that I had with the Bradley at that time was that the handles were pretty low. It's built pretty low. So I had to stretch my arms out to, to run the sticks and it was, it was okay. Like I got used to it, but that was the other problem I had. It cut pretty good. The Bradley mower, I'm always honest. If I talk about the Bradley mower, the cut quality does not match up with the Toro quality. It doesn't. It, the cut quality doesn't. Um, sometimes you have to double cut in search, certain situations. Um, it doesn't like cutting wet grass. It will do it, but you you will have to double cut in wet grass. So I'm always honest when I talk about the Bradley mower because it's, that's the whole point of a mower is to cut grass and cut it well. So I want to be honest about that with the Bradley mower. You're buying a $6,000 mower though. So is it worth, is it worth saving, you know, five, $6,000 for a little bit less cut quality or not? And so that's I think so. always the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think too. So, um, so I, you know, I brought the mower home, Everything was good. I did have to level the deck, which wasn't a huge deal. Um, I've done that before, so it wasn't a big deal. Which every brand um, that yeah they don't necessarily come out of the crate with any brand right. leveled up. Right. So yep, yep. So it was really easy and really nice to work with the dealership there in Illinois to purchase the mower. Um, I actually put it on a loan, um, which you know it was a zero percent. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll do that, I guess. Uh, I don't like to do that, but it is what it is. So, um, you know, I did that. It was very nice working with them. I bought a couple of extra things. I bought a grass flap. Um, they actually, grass flap actually makes a flap specifically for the Bradley mower. It's all steel construction. Um, it's really good, but it's hand operated. They do have a foot pedal now. Um, which is nice, but I don't have the foot pedal. I just have the hand. It's a good operating. price for it too, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really good. So it's 200 and some, it's in the 200s range. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's not bad. Um, and so I got some extra bells and whistles like that with it. And I've been running it ever since. Like I, I put my Toro as a backup mower and, um, I have the Bradley as my main mower. Um, the only other issue that I have with the Bradley mower is that in transport mode for the deck, it only goes up to four and a half inches. I got you. And so when I back it off the, the trailer, I have a short trailer gate, Mm -hmm. um, with Mm -hmm. a new sure track trailer that I bought, which I'm, I'm not happy with, but, uh, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. (laughs) Um, so when I back it off or put it on, um, it scrapes the deck. Um, and sometimes it'll even catch the mesh because it's just so low. So that's the other issue that I have, but overall I'm extremely happy with the Bradley mower, uh, because it's, it's simple. The mower is simple. It's open. It's an open concept. If you can picture an open concept on a mower, a lot of mowers (laughs) today, like you got all this plastic and junk that you don't need on a mower. And like some mowers have cup holders now, like stand on mowers with Mm -hmm. a cup holder. What, what do you got? You got to have, you got to drive with your hands. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, um, they don't have any of that junk. They just have an open concept. You can get all the way around the, the machine, the engine. It's just simple. The wiring is out and exposed to where you can work on. It's not exposed where it's going to, catch on stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if you need to work on it which i've only had one issue with the bradley um you can work on it the only issue that i had was that i mean as basically as soon as i got it home and this is from the the covid era the engine was actually leaking oil uh kind of where the fill spout is but it was leaking under the engine itself Mm -hmm. and so i contacted bradley and I said, hey, this is happening because, all right, let me let me pause here. I, I got to talk about how Bradley works, okay? Because if I don't, it's not going to make sense. So Bradley doesn't do a whole lot of dealerships. They have some, but they don't have a huge dealer network. And so that's why I drove to Illinois to buy the mower, first of all. Bradley is basically direct-to-consumer on in most cases. And so... Bradley, which I'm super impressed with, they do really good with customer service. So if you have an issue with your mower, you can actually call the manufacturer, Bradley. They're in Illinois. They are not made in China, like everyone thinks, or Japan. They're made in the USA, and you can call them. Um, There's a guy named Simon. He's the lead engineer. Mm -hmm. He will Mm -hmm. answer the phone when you call. Like He's the guy that answers the phone lead engineer he knows every single part of that mower he will tell you exactly what's wrong with it he will he will if he if you need a new part he will send that new part out you'll have it within two to three business days like they are swift so if you can work on your own equipment like you're cutting your downtime by a bunch yeah by a bunch because my dealer here they won't even look at a mower Toro um, dealer you're talking about. Yeah, my Toro dealer here, they won't even look at your mower for at least two weeks once they get it. So it, it's it's night and day difference. Like you're cutting your, your downtime by more than half. So 
it's super impressive to me that they work really hard to get these parts out. And so, and I haven't ever needed any parts, so I haven't had to experience that. But with the engine leaking, now back to this story, they decided, Simon decided that he was just going to bring a team to my property here in Michigan, three and a half hours away from the manufacturer, and they would fix the mower in my driveway. Now, they don't do this for everybody. I got to clarify this. They don't do mm-hmm, this for mm-hmm. everybody. But for this p- specific situation, for this specific problem, they had dealt with it before because it was a, it was a Briggs & Stratton issue, and it was hard to explain to a dealer because you can actually take your Bradley mower to a local dealer that sells Briggs & Stratton engines, and they will work on your mower. And all they have to do is con- call Bradley, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Bradley will work with them to get the warranty work done. So your mower still has a warranty. Yeah. You can still have the work done. It's just you have to take it to a local dealer. So um, they came to my place here, fixed the mower in my driveway, took them maybe two and a half, three hours, and Simon was here on my property. And again, this isn't normal, so don't expect it if you buy a, a Bradley. You know, it, it just turned out that I was close enough where they felt comfortable coming and doing that. Um, if you're somewhere like in Georgia, they're not yeah, going to come to your right, property, right. but they will, they will work with a local dealer where you're at, explain to them how to fix it and they will walk them through the process. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's, it's just different strokes for different folks, you know? So, um, so that's how they fix that issue, which was impressive to me. They had it fixed within three days. Like I, I didn't have to wait three weeks for them to come and fix it in my driveway. They came, you know, two days later to fix it in my driveway. And I was super impressed with that. And so that's why I'm basically a Bradley evangelist now. Like (laughs) I'm telling everyone about Bradley because it's, I'm, it's not the machine. I'm impressed by the customer service. You know, I can call the manufacturer. Who else can you do this with? You can call the manufacturer and talk to the lead engineer. He's the guy answering the phone. Like there is no other company that is going to do that. No one. You're forced to go to your dealer. You can't call the the manufacturer and and talk to anybody. They're they're going to blow you off. With Bradley it's completely different. And that's why I I like the machine so much. And so I've done some social media posts for Bradley. They don't pay me a dime. They don't, they don't give me anything. Yeah. It's yeah, just, I, gotcha. mm-hmm. I just like doing it and they appreciate it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so because of Bradley seeing higher sales, they're, they're seeing sales go up, yep, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not going to say that it's to my, because of my videos or anything like that. I think, I think catching it's on because across the board. Yeah, I think it's because their price point is good, and I think more people are hearing about it. Yeah, and yeah. so my videos are just another place where they can get more information about the Bradley mower from someone that uses a Bradley mower, and so um, I just I talk about it a lot, and because their sales are going up, and they're seeing that the market is is ripe for them. This year at the Equip Expo, 
they're going to double the size of their indoor booth and they're going to have an outdoor booth. Wow. So this That's year, big news. Yeah. So this year at the expo, it, as long as nothing has changed, this is what Simon told me yep, at the yep. expo that you're going to be able to test drive a Bradley mower next year at the equip expo. So I, I am super excited about that. Um, Earlier, I talked about the, the the handles were really low. They have come out with a kit that raises those handles up. You can replace the handles. In fact, they're putting them on all new or on all the new Bradleys. So mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. come standard with it um, where you can adjust it. It's a pin adjustable. So you can adjust those handles up so you don't feel like you have to stretch anymore. Right. right so I right. have those. Bradley did send me those. They also sent me a new back pad for or whatever the pad thing. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so those are the two things that they sent me. Um and I I've just I really like it. I really like the Bradley mower and I know I've been talking a bunch so Yeah. Well, know, I think you can that jump in with whatever you yeah, want to. I think um so guys out there think about so even though these mowers used to be 4,000 and now they're 6,000, but if you think about, you know, Skag, whatever other brand, they used to be 7,500 and now they're 14,000. Mm-hmm. So the the percentage, you know, that the Bradley went up, even from how it used to be, is still very, very, very good. And yep. think about, um, you know, let's say you're buying a couple mowers, um, you need one for backup and you're going to spend, let's say you're thinking about spending fourteen. Um, at your local dealer. So think about this, guys. You could buy two of these, and then you automatically have a backup part to every part on the machine, right? Automatically. You could, because if you had two, even if that one part broke, you could verify that that was the problem by taking it off the other mower and putting on this mower. And then you could contact them, you know, just to even speed that process up even more. And then you also have a backup mower at the same time, you know, so that... That could be a good use of the twelve grand. You know, if you get two of these things, they can ship you two of them. Um, so that is something to consider. And then, you know, like the he mentioned the cut quality issue. You know, like um, probably if you're like halfway in the country and down, that's probably not going to be as much of a problem. I mean, cut quality is a thing. You know, it's a different here. It's extremely thick and it's short. Um, so you know, certain mowers maybe are not going to handle that. You know in a, a very good way, like kind of in a different way that can still be a problem here in the South. But, um, but I think even in the North, like if, if we think about this, like, you know, sharp blades and then no clumps and, you know, clean up under the deck, that's going to be, um, utmost, you know, importance probably with this. Um, but that's with any brand. Um, and I would beg to, I would, um, I would say that 5% difference that, we notice as a lawn care guy, um, the customer is not going to notice that 5% difference. Um, you know, like, uh, a customer, I feel like in my opinion, customers pay more, more attention to the, you know, they, they see, you know, Hey, the grass is cut. Right. And then they see, but they, they do notice, you know, if there's a big old weed sticking out of the bed, right. When they walk up their front door, they're going to notice that weed. They don't care about how good the stripes, you know, look, or, or this thing, this or that, you know, so it's the other thing, the edging and the other details that I think, um, you know, you can have the best striping mower in the world. If those details are off, it doesn't matter. Um, yep. 
And so I think, you know, maybe even if you're in the North, just like Aaron's situation, maybe if, you know, maybe if the cup quality is a few percent less than the others, um, you know, staying on, on all your details, I, I'd say is probably worth it, you know, even to lose a few percent, you know, of, of yep. that cut quality. And, and, and then if it's the only mower you cut with, they're not going to see or notice difference, you know, anyway. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, in 2024, it's still going to be, it's going to give you the very best, you know, specs. Uh, you know, if you just clearly look at the specs, like even if you don't even consider, customer service or anything like if you just consider the engine that it comes with the hydros that it comes with the the thickness of the yep. deck the hangers the frame you know all that it's it's going to be pretty much the best and um it is pretty much it is pretty much the same mower as the green bobcats you know that were in the day um they've tweaked a couple things like on the white bobcat you know the quick cats but it's it's basically the same yep. so like I don't think they would even tell you this, but it, it would like, I would love to know like how, so like, are, are they like building them like for these other companies or like, how does that work? Cause also the Kubota one is the exact same. It's just like the Bobcat. Um, and even like, even the Hydra walk behinds, uh, the, uh, you know, the, basically the, the right one, it was basically built for John Deere and, uh, you know, a couple of these other companies where it's just like different color, but it was like the same thing. Sure. And um, so it's, you know, it's so weird to think about that, but that, that stuff does go on. Um, so this sure. is basically very, very similar as like, if you see a Bobcat quick cack, like one of those green ones, it is almost identical to like, to like this Bradley mower for double the price. Um, and like I said, the, the yellow Kubota, I mean the orange Kubota one, you know, especially when they're just kind of, coming out with their stand-on mower. So they're basically just have one that's painted their color that someone else is building. Right. Um, and, uh, which I'm not against those things. I'm not against, you know, uh, another company building it for another company. I mean, if it's a good platform, just like the right mower, like if you buy a John Deere, that's really a right mower. Is that, is that a problem? No, I don't think so. I mean, if you like the John Deere brand, you know, right builds a great mower. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying it's interesting that you can buy, the same mower that's a different color, you know, for half the price. So that is definitely, uh, something to consider. I don't know, you know, I don't really know exactly how popular, like even the other Bobcat line is and stuff, you know, like nationwide. I mean, I see them here, there, um, around well, here the, where I am, but the, Bob, the Bobcat and the Bradley are a little different. Um, I, I checked this out, um, at the expo and they are a little different. Um, with the the tower, the tower's different. Um, and the but exhaust there are a stuff lot of things too, right? Yeah, there's a lot of things that do look very, very similar. Even if you look at the front caster wheels, they have the same design. One isn't as kicked out as the other, and it, it they're very similar. So yes, they are very similar. Now I did talk to, I think it was a Bobcat guy, and. Uh, I said, man, this looks awful <laughs> lot like a Bradley. And he's like, yeah, Chinese junk they copied from us. And I know that's not true. Yeah, and so because yeah. Bradley has been around for, for a, a long time. very long yes. time. Yeah. Um, they've been making mowers since, uh, gosh, I think the 80s. I think they were doing push mowers in the 80s. Remember, not remember, remember back in the day, Greg Chisholm had a Bradley 
walk behind mower that he would use he would pull out if his other one broke um really but sometimes one? i don't yes, remember that yes he called it it a hoosier ass <laughs> white trash mower that's like that's what he called it in his videos you know you can go back and find this like um and it was a it was just like a it was a fixed deck you know what i mean uh -huh. like a pistol grip one yep and so yep. you know he would talk about these things in his videos that maybe i'm just gonna go with the troy built today you sure. know instead um but he yeah. had that thing and he would pull it out it was a bradley yep. mower you know with the with the sulky uh 100 yep. it's in his videos you should contact and ask him about it like he had it <laughs> um so he that would be like a backup mower like to sure. his to his uh you know the other you know ferris walk behinds and stuff they had so yep. and like he had yep. had it for a long time like you're saying they've they've been around i don't you know they're probably they're more popular now than they've ever been but they've been yep. building mowers uh, for a long time it's just uh you know i didn't find out about them really till expo right. and um there are a few guys online you know the uh uh nick you know one love lawn or something i haven't yep. he hasn't made videos yep. in a long time but you know how he yep. had he had tons of content about them yep um uh so yeah he's a cool guy you know i've talked with him several times um you know there are a few guys you know that, that have him on there um yep but you know so yeah so this is a great mower i think it's a great option in 2024 still you can contact them like you're saying i've contacted them and asked them questions about this or that and they answer the phone so yeah i mean uh it, it's cool so you guys this year in the spring check them out um check out aaron's videos uh, and ask them some questions about that you know reach out to the bradley brand you know just consider these things because you know you're gonna have to start cutting grass here in a few weeks and if you don't really have a solid mower and you're gonna be buying one definitely would consider this because hey if you can buy two of these for the price of another one maybe that's a good idea yep. maybe you just go yep. ahead and buy two of them park one in your garage and <laughs> you, you don't really need dealer support at that point you have a whole nother mower that you could switch yep. parts off of um and then for for that time being when the other one breaks until you get a time to try the part on the other one just grab the other mower you know mow with it and then you yep. know that night or something um i do want to say um just before, uh, I know we're winding down here, but yeah. um, Bradley Mower has a 60-inch mower deck, a 50, 52, mm -hmm. 48, uh, a 36, and they're coming out with a 32. So the 32, I'm not sure when it's going to be on the market. Um, they're still working out a few of the kinks on that, but it's supposed to be out this spring. So... Um, that I just wanted to get that out because it's not just Bradley doesn't just make a 58 inch stand on. They also have their walk behind mowers. They do make push mowers. I think their push mowers are kind of funky to be honest, mm -hmm. but if you're into funky and looking different, you can go with that too. They're kind of cool. Um, they got these like spoked wheels on with spokes, like a, like a bicycle yeah. rim looking thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're yep. big, but they're, they're big fully, wheels they're, on the back. Yeah. yeah they might work they're fine. Commercial. Yeah. They're fully commercial. <laughs> so, um, but it's it's a weird looking machine, um, and then they also make sulkies. Uh, they uh -huh. they were like one of the first people to make a sulky, so um, yeah. I just wanted to get that out before we end because uh, I know that they would appreciate people yeah. knowing about that. So, well, Aaron, tell tell people where they can find you, and we're gonna wrap this thing up. All right, you can find me uh, on my podcast at Mowing in the Dark Lawn Care Podcast. Uh, wherever you find podcasts. You can also find me on YouTube at Lansing Lawn Service. Um, there I do a lot of Ventrac work these days and some mowing content, 
mostly it's Ventrac work, but um, it's just easier to do that. So, um, and then you can find me on Facebook uh, at Aaron Sutter, just under my name. Uh-huh. And you can also find me on Instagram at Lansing Lawn Service. So I'm almost all the places. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Lawn Care Talk today. We'll see you later.